Good morning. Would you please take your hymnal and join us in singing hymn number 273, Christ Arose. Let's stand. We welcome you to the early, early service today. It's good to have you here today. And it's a joy to have the community and friends and members of Oak Grove uh, United Methodist Church and the combination with us together today in this worship. This is my first time to be with you all. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know very many of you, but I do look forward in days to come to uh, learn many of you. I am Larry Beaver, the interim pastor here, and uh, again, I want to say welcome uh, here today. After a bit, uh, Reverend Casey Marston will be coming, the Oak Grove pastor, and she will be leading uh, the rest of the worship service. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, I would like for us to stand again, and I know we don't have but a moment. But I tell you what, let's do. If this side would turn toward, 
in front of you turn to the uh, my right and those on this side would turn to my left and look straight across the aisles together and just reach your hand out and shake hands together just all right and they, Before Casey comes today, I'd like to lead us in our morning prayer together. Would you bow as we pray? Father, Father God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we're celebrating of his resurrection this morning. We know the grave is not closed. It is open. He's not there. As we sang a moment ago, he arose and he lives. And we're grateful today that his presence is in this room with us through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Be with us this day. May we see you in all forms, whether it be singing, testifying, sharing together and fellowshipping, and the message as it is proclaimed today. May we see you in everything and may we be drawn closer to you, and after this day, be even better servants of thine. We thank you for hearing us now. We love you. We're grateful to be in your family, in your fellowship of believers. In your name we pray, and everyone in the house said, Amen. Amen. All right. Please join me in our responsive reading. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He is risen indeed. Jesus has come that we may have life and have it to the fullest. He is risen indeed. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Please stand. Please join us in singing hymn 270, Christ the Lord is risen today.
a good job to Pastor Beaver uh, for saying my name correctly. It took Preacher Brown at least three years to get my name correct, so, uh, so, so, so good job. Grace and peace to each of you. As we read our scripture lesson this morning, our gospel lesson, I encourage you to think about it for the first time. These are familiar words to us, but what if you were hearing them? What if you were seeing them through the women's eyes for the first time? Scriptures from Matthew chapter 27 through 28, verse 10. 
Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, truly this man was God's son. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. He then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people, he has been raised from the dead. And the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the good news of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Every preacher, every speaker needs to give credit where credit is due. So if you have a good memory, you'll remember that last year we read the exact same scripture. And in uh, Reverend Brown's message, he kind of as a side note said, well, these are the things the angel says and these are important. And as I sat there and listened, I thought that would be a great Easter message. So thus is the inspiration for my Easter message today. Let us pray. O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you. You are our rock, our redeemer, and our savior. Amen. 
Words are important. In the prayer I just prayed, I said, may the words of my heart be pleasing to God. It's a prayer I pray with fear and trembling each week. We remember words. We hold words as precious. You probably remember your children and your grandchildren's first words, maybe encouraged it, repeated it for them that they might imitate you, and then excitedly written down in that baby book what their first word was. We remember words, and we remember last words. Maybe it was an unexpected or surprised. I can't believe those were the last words we ever spoke to each other. Or maybe it was precious last words spoken as someone near death whispered with great effort, striving, knowing they needed to tell this to you before they passed from this life to eternal life. We remember words. John Wesley, who is the founder of Methodism, said on his deathbed, his last words, the best of all of us is that God is with us. Words are important. And so in our Easter story today, in this dramatic story, just after Jesus is crucified, the women walk to the tomb. There's a great earthquake. The huge stone is rolled away. And then the angel of God speaks. The women will remember these words. We will remember these words. Do not be afraid. Jesus is risen. Come and see. Go and quickly tell. These are the resurrection instructions for the disciples and for us. Throughout the whole scope of scripture, over and over again, we hear the words repeated, Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Often when Jesus shows up or an angel comes, those are the first words. Because the people are afraid. They come with fear and trembling in the presence of God when God shows up in their midst. Do not fear. Jesus recognizes that we have real fear, real anxiety, real worry in our life. It's a common human tendency for all of us. And as much as we'd like to think, well, if I just try hard enough, maybe I can make it go away. Or maybe I just won't think about those things or won't think about the ups and downs and the changes and the worries of life. But we can't just master it on our own. We must Rely on the peace of Christ, the peace that is poured out from Christ that is readily available for us. Jesus says, do not worry, do not fear. And we think, well, that's a nice thought, but Jesus, through him, it is possible. Jesus says we can live without anxiety because God cares for you. He gives us evidence all around us. Jesus says, look at the flowers. Look at the singing birds. Remember them. The birds can't reap or sow, but God, your loving Father, cares for them. How much more does God care for you? What have we to fear if we know the God of hope, 
the God of all our hope. The next resurrection instruction is come and see. Come and see the women come to the tomb that morning, and I wonder what they expected to see. I imagine they come with eyes red and swollen and puffy. Did they even sleep? They were shocked and dismayed. How could this be? Come and see is an invitation. It's an invitation to experience more than we could ever imagine. It's the invitation of Jesus who says, follow me. Come and see is an invitation to have a loving relationship with the living Christ, with Emmanuel. And I wonder who in your life, through their words or through their actions, said to you, come and see. Inviting people to church is a good thing, but inviting people into a friendship with Jesus will change their life, will have eternal impacts. It will impact their life and life eternal for them. I want you to think about this morning the influences, the people, the saints in your life that brought you to this place today, that brought you to this place in your faith. And be grateful. Who will you invite to come and see? To come and see what this world can never give. To come and see what is truth. To come and see the living God. To come and see he is risen. Friends, I I beckon, I encourage you this morning with these simple words. Come and see. If you've wondered if there can really be meaning or purpose to this life, come and see. If you ache with a pain that overwhelms you, come and see. If you are content, if you are full of joy, come and see. When we're honest, there's really no words to describe what it means to be in the presence of the living God, the creator who knows us and knows us fully, the savior God who loves us and forgives us. That experience, that relationship is love incarnate. It's a love that is unyielding. It's without limits in our desire and our longing for us to draw close. It's love nailed to a cross. It's power beyond measure, power over the grave. Not coercive or controlling over our actions, but deep, deep compassion for all of us. And this person is peace, real peace, real abiding peace that Jesus brings to us. It's a peace that sees all of the cracks and all of the brokenness, all the broken places of our lives, and makes us whole. Come and see the nail-scarred hands stretched out wide for you and for me and for the whole world. Our final resurrection instructions are go and tell. There's a saying 
Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. The women at the tomb were the first missionaries. They were the first evangelists to go and to spread the gospel. Matthew ends his gospel with the Great Commission. This is what it says. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. I am with you always. We are here this morning because we know the Easter story. We come to celebrate that great joy and that good news. My friends, we cannot go from this place and keep that story to ourselves. We must go and tell. And maybe when you hear that, that we must go and tell, it sends fear into your body. You think, well, me, I... Well, I can't do that. Maybe that person over there would be great at going and telling, but surely not me. So maybe it will take great courage. Maybe it will take a lot of prayer from you. But as we begin to witness, as we begin to tell our story, let me tell you what God is doing in my life. Let me tell you what God has done. Let me tell you how I know my God lives As we do that, as we say that, as we embody that, it will begin to overflow, to exude from our lives, to spill out in beautiful and powerful ways, in ways that we won't even know. That's how we witness with our words and with our whole lives. Go and tell the good news. Christ the Lord is risen today. And so if we are to follow these resurrection instructions, do not be afraid. Come and see, go and tell. I think it's important to note what our scripture tells us. Pilate and the government did their best to make that stone in front of the tomb the most secure. They said, let's secure it, let's seal it, let's place a guard in front of it. Let's do all we can so that this imposter, so that these disciples don't trick us. They had no idea. They had no idea that all earthly power, all earthly efforts to make it the most secure pale in comparison to the power of the Holy Spirit. There is no stone that God cannot move. What stones in your life need to be rolled away? What stones in your life need to be rolled away so that you might find forgiveness, freedom, new life in Jesus Christ, that you might live fully in the resurrection power today? God will, God can Roll those stones away. My friends, today we have received resurrection instructions, words that we will remember. In the letter of James, it says, it's important to hear the words of God, and then we must do them. In life, there will be real fear. Maybe you are there today. 
Do not be afraid. Fear not. Fear not death. Fear not loss. Fear not the waiting. Fear not the unknown. Fear not the worry. Fear not the suffering or the pain. Fear not the diagnosis. Fear not. Christ has overcome the world. Christ has overcome death. Christ has overcome the grave. Christ has overcome it all. Come and see. Come and see truth. Come and see love, real sacrificial love on the cross, the love of a Savior. Come and see victory in Jesus. Come and see the good news. Go and tell. Go and tell of the love that you know. Go and tell of perfect love. Go and tell the good news of our Savior. Go and tell the hope and the love and the joy and the peace. Go and tell the stone is rolled away. Go and tell Christ is with us. Go and tell Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Amen. Let us stand and sing. Because he lives.
ones have been issued today. Thank you, Pastor Casey. We appreciate the message today. Come and see and go and tell. I trust that will be our vision, our dedication, and our direction as we leave this room today. I know you will probably be wanting to talk with uh, Pastor Casey. I understand that you will be changing parishes. Is that the way you say that? Yes, I thought you were going to say, I understand you're going to eat, lunch, eat breakfast. <laughs> I know she's been here five years, I believe. And so I know you want to tell her, maybe not just goodbye, but just uh, how much we appreciated you here. And we do appreciate the sermon today. We want to have a blessing also, and we want to invite everyone that's in this room to you go to my left down this hall. Most of you have probably been out there before, but if you haven't, just follow the group. Isn't that right? Follow the group and the bacon and eggs and whatever else is out there smell, okay? It's good to have you today. Would you bow as we pray? Father, uh, thank you for the challenge that has been issued to us today on this great, great resurrection Sunday morning. As the sun shines so brightly, it reminds us of who you are and the brightness of your light. We are in the light. You are the light. We become the light. Thank you. Now I pray that you will bless the food that we're about to eat today. May the fellowship be of one of sweetness and closeness as the family of God eat together. We ate spiritually. Now we're going to eat physically. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.